about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. Oh my God, hon, we've been in the car all day. All fucking day. And the lights are on, the, the anti-lock <sighs> brakes. I'm, there I am. I'm driving in cruise control. I'm driving up the New York, New Jersey <laughs> turnpike. I'm on the Jersey turnpike. In the Kia Compromise. In the Kia Compromise. And I'm in, I'm in, what am I in? I'm in. Uh, what are you, like, what are you driving? No, I'm in the Kia Compromise, uh-huh. but I'm in... <laughs> in New Jersey, you're in I'm gear. Getting distracted. You're in gear. I'm getting distracted by you checking out the goddamn. Oh, I want to see if we're recording video, guys. Welcome to the podcast. We're recording video. Hi, viewers at home. We're recording video. We are. We're just back from Cape May, New Jersey. Cape May, New Jersey. What a vacation wonderland in the pouring. Fucking rain. It was beautiful, though. Yeah. Um. And why were we down there, hun? Oh, because I had a concert I was playing. Oh, a concert? Yeah, it was- Are a, you a, a musician a, again? A comedy concert, everybody. Do you play drums solo? Uh, yeah, I do drums. <laughs> I do drums. <laughs> I'm a very imagine? percussive- Joke teller. That's uh, true. That's true. You got it's a bit of a carrot top, bit of a yeah, it's drum a, solo, mm-hmm. bit of a recovery comedy joke. Yeah, you're yeah. covering the gamut. You know, one of my best bits in high school was uh, getting naked at a party and appearing with a bongo drum oh. in front of my penis, and I came out banging the drum. Or no, that was that what was a regu- what a regular Andy Kaufman. Oh you yes, are. It was, I was totally doing an Andy Kaufman <laughs> hack. I loved Andy Kaufman of at that age. Of course you did. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the man that never truly revealed himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Tune in, everyone. The doctor is in. If you yes. have any questions, <laughs> make an appointment. She'll get to the bottom the of it. The shingles on the door. I do a sliding scale. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, anyway, we were in Cape May, New Jersey because I was doing comedy down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not headlining. I was just doing a spot on you my did a friend great job. Sam's show. He puts on at the Willow Brook Winery. That's right. Cape May, New Jersey. They have very good juice there. We don't drink wine, but he told us all about it. Uh, yep. Very nice. We had a delicious bottle of Pellegrino. We sure did. That's and then right. we also had. Uh, vegetables. <laughs> we ate really fucking healthy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that carrot cake at the end of the night. Whatever. Yeah, it was very ginger. It had a lot of ginger. I like a carrot cake with ginger. I don't in think it. it had any ginger in it, and little I think nutmeg. your palate is fucked. Well, nutmeg. Well, <laughs> nutmeg. Little ginger. Holiday nutmeg. Yeah, in the last month, I've done shows at two breweries, a distillery, and now a winery on a vineyard in Cape May, New Jersey. Just jokes about how you're sober. And then I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm 10 years sober. You're like, drink up. Hope you don't have a problem like I did. Uh, don't want to ruin your night, but if you had more than three glasses, <laughs> doctors say that's binge drinking, ladies. Fellas, four or more, binge drinking. Um, so we're back. We made it back yeah. uh, through the rain, through the over three hour drive. Yeah. I drove, I drove 75% of it. What? You you mean all in all? Yeah, all in all. But I would say I drove the most stressful part of it. Like you might've driven the most in terms of time, but I drove the worst part of it. Yeah. The rain was coming down and uh, the car started falling apart. The lights were coming on. But anyway, anyway, we're home. Oh, we should talk about some funny things that happened. One thing is that we were staying in a cottage yep. near the winery. It's a cottage on the property of oh, the it's winery. On, yeah, it's on the property over in Cape May, New Jersey. It was on the property. Uh, and uh, 
There were, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think we were very close to the ocean the whole time. Um, there was a family of geese. Oh, swans. beautiful. No, I swans. don't know what they were doing. Not swans or geese? You know, I think they're swans. I, geese, because geese are brown. I know. Everyone kept saying geese, but I was like, I'm pretty sure these are swans because swans are all white. Yeah. They were big, tall, white swans. Bunch of cunts. Long necks and orange beaks. And yes, they were mean. <laughs> they were just being fucking creeps, like floating in this pond behind the cottage. Kind of a crick. In pitch black, pouring rain. And they're just like, meh, meh. And then when the storm really kicked up in the middle of the night, thunder, lightning, fucking rain pouring down. That's when a swan orgy began. Yes. <laughs> there was yes. a swan orgy. They were making lots of noise. <gasps> oh, <laughs> my God. It was crazy. It was truly. They started barking like dogs. You lost me, huh? Too much. There was just a lot of violent sounds going on. It was violent, yeah. So it's uh, a culture of rape, from very, what I've heard. Very cold out, and I did not know. I thought swans would be flying south. I thought maybe they'd be in the Carolinas. Maybe um, yeah, there's uh, a bunch of ducks and swans. Maybe Hilton Head. Hun, let's cut to the chase. Anyway, that was just really the main funny thing that happened. <laughs> uh, and we had roommates. We didn't know we were going to have yeah, roommates. we had, we had roommates. roommates. Chrissy Mayer, very funny Chrissy Mayer, and Frank Pellegrino. Uh, but it was a beautiful spot. We were put up quite lovely. Yeah. Uh, you had a fun set. Yeah. We desperately needed a night away together, which we haven't had in ages. Yeah, you've been working like a fucking maniac like these night shifts. maniac. Hey, people, when you go online to shop for clothes, <laughs> this sounds like a promo. Wow, that sounds like we had a promo. Well, don't promote the brand. <laughs> hey, everybody, when you know you go online to shop for clothes, uh, did you know that there's slave labor involved getting that photography done? Well, it's not slave labor because we're definitely getting paid a fair amount of money, but... It is ungodly. You've just been working very hard. And yeah, you're right. You volunteered for it. I did. Uh, so I don't, don't want to throw this me. company under the bus. Don't feel bad but for But you've me. just been working very hard and it's, uh, you're a night person now. You're, <sighs> you're working all night, sleeping all day. And it's been hard for us to stay married. So we went to Cape May. We went all the way to Cape May to finally have sex and... Yes, and we had sex, okay? Yeah. The people that were also staying in the cottage, they left. And so we were we and it. we were like, we gotta seize this moment. We, we had we, the place to ourselves. We fucked. And then we went to a comedy show. Uh-huh. And then we came back and we cuddled and we watched RuPaul and it was like, I couldn't oh. have asked for more on a night away. Yeah, it really was the perfect night. Ugh. I needed it so bad. And then we drove back today. We had a nice brunch with the gang. Yep. Uh, and then we drove back and we just recorded uh, one of the funniest, funnest, uh, most enlightening such a fun convo interview we've done so far. Yeah. No, I mean, we don't have to fucking compare pit against just, the rest of our guests. No, son. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's like, a great episode. It's the first stranger we've had on. Oh, we did not know this person prior to this meeting. We've yeah. had some back and forth on social media. Uh-huh. Um, she is a lovely tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jessica Valentine. Mm-hmm. Jess Valentine. Uh, she runs the nice tattoo parlor shop in Cobble Hill on Court Street. Find them on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or in your yellow pages. Or you go to the back section and you <laughs> just look on the tattoo. In case you want like a goofy cartoon on your butt. You'll hear more <laughs> about that later. But such an awesome woman. 
running an all-female staffed tattoo shop in Brooklyn. She has a new podcast called Seltzer Squad where she talks about sobriety, her new her new sobriety, mm-hmm. um, and sober living as like a cool lady in New York City. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, check out our interview with Jess Valentine. Jess, you just got here. You came through some traffic. How are you feeling? We, sh- we should process this, I feel like. I know. I was like, I should sit in the car and decompress. However, I didn't want to be even more late. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for waiting on me. Yeah. You, you said you hate being late. What's that about? I mean, I mean, you have to ask my therapist about that. I talk with her about that all the time. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't like, uh, I guess because I'm in I, the industry where people, my time is precious. Yeah. I feel like other people's time, I just have respect for people's time. Yeah. And I hate being late. Well, we want to say for the record, we don't give a shit. Okay. Uh, tonight, we, we, were ru- we were running late and we were like, oh my God, I hope she's okay with us pushing back. So yeah. it was kind of a gift. Before you walked in, we were on the couch, kicked up, relaxing. So yeah. this worked out well. Okay. I literally was doing push-ups to try to wake <laughs> up. <laughs> did it work? It did, yeah. Because I didn't want to drink coffee again. Yeah. And my sleep schedule's been so messed up. But I was just like, I guess I'm going to do push-ups and jumping jacks. If sure. I have caffeine past like 1 p.m., I'm up until like oh, yeah. 7 a.m. It's really bad for me. So when you said coffee, I was like, oh, I'm good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you uh, like got anxiety <laughs> just at the mere mention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Real quick about lateness. I, I'm obsessive about that too. And my therapist told me, because like sometimes I'll be running late. I take a train all the way down to Park Slope to go to therapy. And sometimes I'll be, I'll know I'm going to be 10 minutes late and I'll just email her. And then I'll spend the first 10 minutes being like, I'm sorry, I'm late. This happened, this happened, this happened. She's like, why don't you try next time you're running late? Just be late and see what that feels like. So mm. I had to literally practice being late going to therapy to be okay with it, which is just such a Mine's funny thing Mine's the same thing. <laughs> I wonder if we go to the same yeah. person. It's in the handbook. Right? Also, another thing I heard to do is instead of apologizing, be like, thank you. I appreciate oh. you waiting for me oh, yes. and all that. Because at least they, it was, a, I mean, no offense to you, it was geared towards women. Like we yes. apologize for everything. Yeah. So, yeah. but Obviously, I I think I've apologized 16 times since I've been here, so I'm yeah. not like taking that advice to heart. Yeah, I mean, as a people pleaser, I'm constantly yeah. apologizing, and then you you're like putting yourself in this position of like doormat when you don't really you're not really sorry. You're just communicating something. I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah. a people pleaser too, so I get yeah. it. Well, cool. Well, you were mentioning your time is precious in your industry, which is yeah. a tattoo artist yes. and an, an artist of different mediums, but tattoo mostly. And you run a tattoo shop Mm -hmm. called Nice Tattoo Parlor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I found out about you by following Lena Dunham and I saw that you had tattooed something of hers. And so then, you know, in one of those like creepy Instagram stocks where I was just like going down the rabbit hole. Uh Um, And I'm I'm a tattooed woman also. And um, I've been getting into that place of like, I think I stumbled upon you guys you ladies, uh, because I've really been in my head about like, I just don't want to go to male tattoo artists anymore. Yeah. And I really want to support female tattoo artists. And the past few that I've gotten have been through like a female stick and poke artist that's from San Francisco who like comes into town every once in a while. And, um, I was like, Oh my God, this tattoo parlor is like marketing itself. It's nice. And it's all women. women, Yeah. And like their work is so beautiful. And I just was really enamored with the whole thing. And then 
I saw that you had a podcast too. Yeah. And it's I was new, just like, but yeah. I got to talk to this gal. Yeah. Well, so, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So can you tell us a little bit about Nice Tattoo Parlor and sort of your start in tattooing? Sure. So I've been in the industry for, Jesus, like going on 13 years now. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I started off as, you know, at the bottom, you know, shop girl, cleaning toilets, you know, if someone pukes or whatever, like getting <laughs> that shit up. I never think about that. With a tattoo parlor, it's like you think all the cleaning is tattoo related, but every business has a bathroom and it needs to get cleaned. So yeah. that's somebody's job. And like people pe- like. Is there a lot of vomiting? Not a lot, but it's. I've been there when it's happened. I think someone pissed themselves once when they passed out. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not like really glamorous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like cleaning blood. You know, it's just yeah. not, people think it's a very cool job and I mean it is, but it's also, you don't think of all like the shit that comes with right. it. Right. Yeah. What are, what are some tattoo spots on the body that would provoke somebody to piss themselves or pass out? <laughs> it's more of people's blood sugar levels. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if they didn't eat or if they're just some people prone to passing out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then I remember one person passed out and pissed themselves. So oh, God. that was oh, fun. God. Yeah. <laughs> that poor person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to like sit there and just like continue, if you want to continue yeah. like, finishing your tattoo soaked in your own pit. Yeah. <laughs> they should have, they should have diapers uh, on the front desk. Tattoo diapers. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Depends. Just so in thirteen case. years, you're you're an expert at this. You like that's the that's like a cross. You know, you, now you're like like that ten thousand hour mark has probably come and gone twice. So right, you're I like heard a, you say that like ten thousand hours of something makes you an expert or something. Yeah. I I mean I don't feel like that. I am an expert yeah. in anything except for like maybe anxiety, but <laughs> I do. I guess so. I don't know. So yeah. I I start off as a shop girl and then I managed and you know apprenticed and then. Uh, you know, was just tattooing and, um, one of my business partners reached out to me asking if I wanted to consult on the Mm. new tattoo shop. And we had a meeting at first I was going to tell him to fuck off because I'm like, nah, like you're not a tattooer. What are you doing opening up this shop? (laughs) But then we, um, we had this meeting, my ex at the time, well, my boyfriend at the time was like, he's like, just go have lunch. The worst thing that can happen is you say you're not interested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, but maybe they'll like offer you money or something to consult for them. I'm like, that's a good point. (laughs) So I went and I had, we had like the best meeting. We just, he had experienced, you know, people not necessarily being nice to him Mm -hmm. because he's not fully covered and stuff. And we, our meeting ended up being like two and a half hours just of us like talking like stories and stuff. And right then and there he offered me to be part owner. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So then I came on and I'm like kind of the main, um, like boss it's in charge of like the everyday because I deal with the staff cause it's all women and yeah. and all that good stuff. And well, real quick, I'm the one person out of the three of us here <laughs> that has zero tattoos. <laughs> uh, d- for our listeners, who might not have tattoos describe like the typical tattoo shop and why there's a need for Uh, a mm. nice tattoo parlor. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Oh gosh, (laughs) where do I begin? Okay. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have kind of see, seen depictions of tattoo shops in like movies and and TV Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, it's can tend to be a very male dominated. It is a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be very intimidating, Mm -hmm. like loud music and, you know, some people get intimidated by the flash, which is just pictures of tattoos like all over the walls. Yeah. I don't know why that would be intimidating per yeah. se, but everyone's different. Um, and a lot of people just kind of have experiences that are negative and the fact that I don't want to do that shit or, you know, yeah. if yeah. it's not cool in the tattoo artist's eyes, so to speak. Um, and I have, I have seen that myself. Yeah. I've seen it. 
before I was tattooing and I've seen it with coworkers yeah. along, you know, throughout the years. So we just kind of have a safe space, um, mostly for women. I mean, we tattoo anybody, but yeah. sure. mostly women seek us out because we're all female and mm-hmm. we're just, I don't care what you want to get. Like, it's not like, it's not stupid to you. Yeah. But it's not stupid to you. So yeah. like, what the fuck do I care? Well, um, yeah. I can remember being a kid. I grew up skateboarding and I remember going to the skate shop with my mom, which is like the worst, you know, Aww. like, it's like you, need a, you need a ride. You got to go to the skate shop with your mom. And then like, you mythologize these guys that work there, these like good skaters. They like run a skateboard shop. These are cool people. Yeah. And like, you know, especially when you're new to something, you don't know anything about it. So you've got to ask questions. And I always remember that dynamic of feeling condescended to by mm-hmm. these dudes yeah. in front of my mom. It's like, I already feel lame. Don't make me feel more lame. Yeah. Yeah. So I always wish there was like a nice skate shop, <laughs> uh, yeah. which I think there are now. Like there's cooler people. Maybe involved. we should open up like a sister shop. Yeah. Shop yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, but you are, that's so cool. I'll bet like so many young girls will get their first tattoo with you or like, uh, you know, so many young women that want to feel included in this or just world. like, or people that don't identify yeah, like a lot, a lot of trans people. Yeah. I would um, imagine it just feels yeah. like a safe space yeah. for not anyone this white straight exactly. dudes, <laughs> which I still do obviously. Sure. Um, but of course, I, so um, more women get tattooed than men, mm-hmm. actually. Oh. And my clientele is probably like 98% women. Cool. <laughs> and a lot of those are first timers. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So a lot, people nowadays, because the internet, they're doing their research. They're yeah. not just mm-hmm. walking into shops. So we get a lot of first timers, a lot of females that are just nervous or say not even... It's not always just the way that, you know, tattoo artists can maybe present themselves, but like... Sometimes you're getting a tattoo in a spot like on next to your tit mm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily want to take your top off in a room full of dudes. Yeah. yeah. So it's I think it's like really nice space for women that are getting stuff like that too. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I mean, it's interesting too because I honestly haven't really had any bad experiences in tattoo shops, which I'm grateful for. But I also am just somebody that like wants to be around women more mm-hmm. and I know that it's such a male dominated industry. So it's like, I really had only ever been tattooed by men up until maybe like a few years ago or something. And, yeah. um, which is fine. And they were all really nice dudes, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't had too many negative experiences myself. I yeah. had some, um, like right off, you know, when I was like 18 and stuff too. Sure. But you know, I think it's a nice, I totally get, you know, especially nowadays with the whole, you know, me too yeah. and girls supporting girls. So yeah, I'm happy to be part of that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think it's so needed and it's so important. I think any, in any creative industry where we can like create a safe space and invite more women in to be like, we see you, like yeah. we're mm-hmm. here supporting you. Exactly. We want to like hear you out. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's so necessary. You got something? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Well, a couple of things. First, I want to just micromanage something. Can oh. you just slide this way a little bit, <laughs> listeners? We're recording video for the first time on the Who Cares There's podcast. There's always going to be at least one or two moments where he micromanages. Yeah, me. I just got to go into producer mode here and there, and uh, really rein my wife in. She is my property after all. So, uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, no, of course that is not true. Um, but uh, I was going to ask about like so a typical like everybody's like. Uh, 
you know, idea of what a tattoo parlor is or what a tattoo artist is. Uh, we within a minute we were talking about you going to therapy. <laughs> is is there is uh, the tattoo scene the I guess rock and roll scene? I don't. I feel like I'm. Rock I sound like roll. such an old dad <laughs> right now. I sound so lame you right now. You think I'm way cooler than I am? Uh, Clearly, if you that's think why I'm a we rock get and tattoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there is there a lot of mental health? Do you think many tattoo artists also go to therapy? Oh, I never thought about that. I do think, I mean, I know, oh God, you stumped me with that one. I know my old, um, actually, I don't even want to throw anyone under the bus. I know one person that has, but I feel like men aren't as open about it mm. as yeah. women are. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even know. I can't even give you a proper answer. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> like, I really fucking hope uh, so. And then real quick, I noticed when I texted you, you have a Long Island number. Did you grow up in Long Island? Yeah. I went I to did. college out there. I love Long Island, but what? I'm curious. She's the only one. I'm yeah. curious. Uh, yeah, what town and what, did you start out there working in the tattoo? No, world? I uh, I got my first few tattoos out on Long Island. I'm from Suffolk County, mm-hmm. and when I was like 17 or 18, I moved to Brooklyn, and uh, I started my first shop was Three Kings Tattoo, the original oh, okay. one on Manhattan Ave. Yep. And then after that, I uh, worked. Where did I work? East Village. And oh, then cool. after that. I worked at Jersey City Tattoo Company, which is um, where I moved. When I moved out of Brooklyn, I moved to Jersey City. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working back in Brooklyn again. Our shop is in Brooklyn. Cool. But I live in Jersey City still. Ross has a few Three Kings pieces. I do. Right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, that was the first woman that tat- had tattooed me was um, Tamara, who used to oh, okay. work at Three Kings. I remember before she was tattooing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. I have oh. a one piece from her. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like at the time, she did two for me and she was still doing the like uh, Friday the 13th tattoos and okay. stuff. And I was like, no, she probably wouldn't even oh, be yeah, bothered. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Have you ever, have you ever <laughs> That's met? That's fine. We can keep it. <laughs> have you ever met like a 40 year old man getting his first tattoo for the first time? Older than that. Really? Yeah. Right, I so tattooed this old late. guy. No. It was his first tattoo. His wife died and he got her name in like a oh. little swallow. I know. Oh, he had the grossest skin, but like <laughs> he was so sweet. Like I felt so bad. Did it just like turn into dust it when was, you put the needle I mean, on there? Ugh. Yeah, how do you tattoo old skin? You're it's, probably having to like stretch dude, it out the whole time, right? I like right? have to like do like finger aerobics for like oh all the stretching God. I have well, to you do. Put it, you put it over a uh, canvas stretcher like a painter. Oh my God. Just roll it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes God. old people come and get um, tattoos. We have a couple like older ladies that come to the shop now, and they're so precious and oh, cute. That's nice. But yeah, I like when it's not me sometimes because the skin can be a little hard to handle. Yeah, I can't yeah. even imagine. I tattooed this old lady's butt once. And nice. She farted in my face. Oh no. god. Yeah. Did it smell like mothballs? I don't. I was just like, what? She was getting a tigger on her ass. Oh Jesus Christ! And people love a like, Disney what? character. Like, or is that what? Disney? I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't make this shit up. But she's like, she's that's like now's the time. I've got to do the yeah. tigger on my ass. She's like, like, well, me and my boyfriend like to play cat and mouse. <laughs> He's going to need the mouse. I don't know. Yeah. So, that's hysterical. That's so, so, yes, Older people do come and get tattooed for their first time. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'll get one eventually. I'll come, I'll come to nice parlor, nice tattoo parlor yes. because I was traumatized at the skate shops as a kid. <laughs> uh, you can bring your mom. It's fine. Yeah. Well, my she's, mom does my mom have any? No, no, I don't think your mom does. My mom's dying to do it now. Mm. Really? Yeah. Once I got these wrist tattoos, she was like, I just really love those. Can I get the same one? That's, that's like, so cute. Sure. I don't care. That's really cute. <laughs> uh, something that's catching my eye is your snowflake 
that is not a tattoo. That is a tattoo. It is. It's a white tattoo. So what is what is microblading? Then I was looking at your website. I was trying to learn. I have microblading too. It's, is that that's not microblading? No, this is a tattoo, regular tattoo. Like yeah. I don't know if you can see it. And it's just white ink. White ink. I've got a white one on my forehead here. Uh huh. And then I got a white one on this side too. Yeah, it's oh, so cool. Because cool. yeah. it looks like scarring. Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like scarring. Um, I just figured my mom would have a fucking like, <laughs> meltdown if I came home with like, oh, a face tattoo. Oh, the one on your forehead is so beautiful. Thanks. Oh, I yeah. love that. Um, Uh-oh. Microblade, yeah. <laughs> white, white is, yeah. I also, I'm, I'm kind of the exception. White doesn't really heal well on everybody, mm. but for some reason it takes to me really good. Cool. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the heart and the snowflake on the side it look like really crisp. And- yeah, it's old too. That's cool. Yeah, and I might still have makeup on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this morning. Um, microblading is, it's like eyebrow tattoos. So okay. it's done with like a little blade. All right. And then on your Instagram, I saw one knuckle that had a lightning bolt. Was that? My sl- Bowie one? It wasn't you. I think oh. it was another person. And it looked like He's convinced razor it was scarred. Bladed, Oh, scarred. the Harry Potter one. No, no. I, that mm. was meant to look like a Harry Potter scar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I, the color. So I purposely color. did it like that. Well, like red amazing. with like a little white on the outside. That looks amazing because I was like, I was like that I looks like she surgery. does scarification. I do not. Do, I do not. <laughs> That's like its own yeah, thing, I, I, right? I don't think I would be able to do that. I yeah. also don't enjoy the smell of blood, which I have to deal with anyway, but I feel yeah. like it'd be even what worse. What does, oh, like metallic? It's like, like, like nickels. Yeah. It's yeah. like very, mm, it's not good. Oh man. Scarification's like some next level like body yeah. mod shit. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, do you go to conferences and stuff? Like do you meet all these people? Like like conventions? Yeah. I don't like crowds. So yeah. I I don't <laughs> I feel you, girl. Yeah, I really don't. I'll go sometimes and check it out. Um I've never been tattooed at a convention. I don't need an audience mm-hmm. while I'm getting tattooed. I'm such yeah. a pussy anyway. And I just oh, no. I'm not. Okay. It's not for me. Well, it cool. also seems like you've got your niche, like, you know, like you've got this cool place. Yeah. People I'll go to check to it out you. sometimes, but I don't need, and so some of my clients mostly just get like these like little guys. They're not going to go to a convention. I don't right. think to get something like that. Yeah. Maybe like, they would. I don't know. You know, right now I, in my, I just don't like crowds. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could have taken the subway here, but I'm like, I'm going to drive. Like, yeah. I just can't. I understand. The older I get, the more I'm like, nope, not doing it. What What do you drive? I'm going to guess what you drive. Yes. Uh, a Harley <laughs> Davidson. Because uh, I'm a rock uh, and roller. Yeah, yeah. She's and a it, rock and, and roller. Spits, it spits fire. Uh, <laughs> she took her chaps off when yeah. she got here <laughs> yeah. just yeah. so she was comfortable. Your helmet has like a skull and flames on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate my car, but it's a little, um, little Fiat. Oh, those are cute. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a little butt plug. It's like just tiny. Nice. <laughs> little convertible. They should use that in their advertising. They should. Yeah. They really the should. cars are so bad. I hate it. I can't wait to really? pay it off so I can get a different mm-hmm. car because I hate it. Is it a stick shift? <laughs> no. Giving me way too much credit. No. Uh, yeah, butt plug. Italian butt plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds great to yeah. me. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> just put a little point on it and uh, it's aerodynamic. But it, it can't go in reverse. <laughs> You got more fiat material? Yeah, just, <laughs> oh uh, so anyway, so we also, you, not only are you running a tattoo shop, you are also running a podcast. Yeah. Uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jess Valentine is also the captain. No, not captain. captain. Co-pilot. Co-pilot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of the Seltzer Squad. Yeah. Which we love because Ross and I are sober people. Yep. I love that. And we. Uh, well, I don't love that you guys have issues with alcohol. I just <laughs> <laughs> No, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we actually drove down to Cape May, New Jersey yesterday and we were listening to your podcast. So oh gosh, so, really? So cool. Um, how did how did this all happen? So, oh gosh, okay. Um, sorry, you're going to have to edit that silence oh, out. Oh, no problem. Like, no problem. Oh, we're keeping it, okay. baby. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's, um, that's where the vulnerability we kn- comes We're out. known know. for awkward pauses here. Okay, right? Who cares? Good. So, thank you so much. <laughs> Basically, I just didn't find any that, uh, like sober podcasts, that mm-hmm. is, that... I liked, um, there were a couple that I liked, I should say, but they had kind of ended, you know, they had their run and there's nothing current. I find a lot of them are like crossovers, like they're very spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am not spiritual. And, um, a friend of mine, Hambone, he has Hamfisted Productions. Yeah. Oh my God. I love him. Hambone's the best. I fucking love Hambone. Do I know Hambone? I don't know. I just love him. I don't know oh, him. Oh, you're saying, oh, you're just I'm based just, on the name. I'm just saying like yeah. Hambone. Okay. You would love him. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, my, my friend, we went to go see, um, you know, the podcast, My Favorite Murder. Yes. Okay. Which I'm familiar we, with We have it. a question about this also. Okay. The SS. DGM. Yeah, what does yeah. that hashtag, hashtag mean? Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good, that's yeah. a good hashtag. Which yeah. is directly affiliated with that podcast? Yeah. Okay. And just side note, I went to Disneyland like two weeks ago and you know, you get the, like the little Mickey ears yeah. and you can get shit like was it embroidered on it yeah. I was like I want to get Jessica and then underneath SSDGM they're like we have to call down in the office and see if that's okay that's hilarious <laughs> and I'm like, so like, they knew what it stood for well he didn't but well he's they like, don't want he, Disney yeah. branding that's he's so like, fucking weird yeah they were like what does it stand for and I'm like oh it's my pet's initials yes <laughs> and then call. he's like you have five pets? I'm like, yeah, and I actually do, but those are not their initials. I'm yeah. like, and then he's like, oh, the office said we can't do it because it has something to do with the podcast. I'm like, That's whatever. So I don't weird. care. That is fucking creepy. I know. They just shit. have someone down there like Googling shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so major good. quality control. It's not. Yeah. They so yeah, they don't want Mickey ears that say like uh, Fiat or bulk plugs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean. Fiat's are butt plugs. That's our new hashtag. We're hashtagging this episode. Fiat's are butt plugs. Yes. Um, Yeah, so, you know, my friend Hambone and I went to see My Favorite Murder Live, and he was talking how he had just started producing some podcasts, Uh and he asked me if I wanted to make one, and I was like, I knew in the back of my head I did want to do, like, a sober one, but I didn't want to, like, come out and say it yet, and then I, like, sat on it for a couple days. I'm like, look, I have this idea. I don't know if you'd be into it, but I feel like there's a real lack of kind of, like, sobriety to like recovery podcast with like um, younger people. Yeah. yeah. And especially ones that don't, aren't like linked to, you know, either AA or just godly. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm down. So I asked my friend Kate, who's my co-host, if she wanted to do it and she was down. And then we just kind of That's went so for it. We've like recorded, I think 12 episodes so far, but um, the third one just aired. So cool. oh, That's so cool that you do them ahead of time. That's smart. We do like so cool. Cause, oh, we cause we're doing this. Where this will air in like eight hours from now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Really? We're trying to like stockpile, but we've gotten it, slowed down. Well, a little we have bit. to go yeah. to Hamon's like place and do it. So yeah, he's got all the equipment there. So he, we usually just do like four at, episodes at a time. I'm but, picturing three. you getting to Hambone's house. He's out back barbecuing. He's <laughs> like smoke pit. Yeah, ours are much shorter too. They're like. 20 minutes or something okay. like that. Yeah. So that yeah. makes life a little easier. Because yeah. he said if we wanted to do it weekly, they'd have to be a little bit shorter. And yeah. I'm like, I think I'd rather do weekly shorter than like 
Yeah. yeah. Well, they, especially because I feel like the sort of thing that we're doing kind of has to be consistent yeah. if people yeah. are going to use it as kind of a resource to. Yeah. 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 Because we, you mentioned uh, the hip sobriety blog and you talked mm-hmm. about some other blogs and I was thinking like, that's so cool to uh, be yeah like basically you guys can be a meeting for people who don't go to meetings yeah. and like really lean on what's out there uh, on on podcasts or blogs or whatever so that's really cool that you're contributing to that yeah I've had a we've actually had a bunch of people reach out and that's awesome. which is crazy I was not expecting such instant kind of uh, yeah. you know but People have been really kind and oh, do they unload on you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I was not prepared for that. It totally makes sense. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, but this is what we do. We have to like, yeah. you know, yeah. which is cool. Like I'm happy to like help out whoever, yeah. but I'm definitely not an expert. Yeah. And I always tell them like, I'm not going to give you advice. I'm just yeah. like telling you my point of view yeah. or, you know, that's all yeah. I can do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean. And I've gone to a couple AA meetings here and there. It's just kind of not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I keep trying. I keep trying to find like that one that's yeah. like, yeah. this would be your, and I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really, it hasn't worked I, out. I but. always tell people like, it's the same thing as going to bars. Like you can go to some real fucking yeah. shitty that's bars. I never thought about that. Yeah. 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 But eventually you find like one that fits your style or they play the kind of music you like or yeah. whatever. There's, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to listen to your podcast because, um, for a number of reasons, but Patrick and I both met in that support group. Yeah. And, um, so we have like a long history with it. Uh, and we, he just had 10 years. I'll have 10 years in March. Oh my God. Congrats guys. That's Fucking crazy. Mm. Um, Holy shit. But, but we don't, by the way, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, something no, it means, but yeah but it's not like we've got we're, it all figured out we're by not any gurus means. no right. no no by no means uh but i think i've sort of been in this place of like i do feel like there needs to be more dialogue and more changes going on patrick's leaning into program right now he keeps joking me he's like i go to meetings again now <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I strayed away for like two years yeah uh, chasing comedy and making myself sicker so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I come home I joke and I say I'm in AA so if you want to talk about that um, you should I, talk to your sponsor because I don't really go that much anymore yeah. and but all of my really close friends are from program and my husband I mean people <laughs> people that do go I think are just like so kind and open and like willing to have, like introduce yeah. you to everyone they know and but everything there are a lot of meetings that I'm like Fuck this place. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Like, yeah. trust I me. Wish you, I wish they had more of a drop-in type thing. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like you really have to kind of stick with yeah. it and kind yeah. of. And it's that's, true. I'm so bad at that. Like, Well, and the thing is, we all, I think, as people that struggle with substances, we are people that struggle with interactions with people. And yes. there's a reason why we were like, glug, glug, glug. Because yeah. it was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I having, like, yeah. and I think I heard you say something like this on your podcast, too. Like, it wasn't until I stopped drinking that I was like, oh, I suffer terribly from anxiety. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was totally self-medicating. Yeah. And, and meeting was, people, like, social anxiety in particular is yeah awful it's hard it's hard yeah yeah so how far along what's your situation (laughs) so now and there's like a lot of people don't even try to stop you know know. so it's like no shame and 
I wherever know. you're at right now. You so know? this time, well, it's just like I feel more seasoned as a sober person, but mm-hmm. this time I'm at like not like a hundred days or like just that's awesome. awesome. It's not that much though, but that's, it's that's a long time. It to still go out. feels like it because I had done it for a while, and then you know, and you know what, and then I didn't because and those people that email you reacting to your podcast and like like telling you about themselves, like they see not they hear ninety days, and that's amazing to them yeah. because yeah. they like. They might just be trying to figure out how to not drink today, you know, yeah. and then they see such a cool person like doing it. It's true. Like it's that's true. really powerful. So, but by the, with that said, <laughs> it's also, it's also not your job. So no pressure. Like yeah. you don't, you, you should do it for you and not for them or anybody, but yeah, uh, it's a anyway. nice byproduct to have to reach other people, yeah, you for know, sure. but it's whenever I, when you were talking about sort of because you were talking about the first meeting that you went to it was like a bunch of old men and oh they my like god. and they made you say a prayer or something oh. Oh my god. and i told him i was after i was listening i was like oh my god this meeting she went to that is so fucking awful the first one i went to so like the main like i don't i don't know the names like let's say yeah. chairperson i don't yeah. know that maybe that's right he was like such a dad man he had a baseball like jersey on tucked into his like his <laughs> denim shorts that came down to his knees with his like white like new balance and his like socks like his like slouch socks pulled up and yeah. he had like one of his like next tell like on the outside <laughs> like he had a dwight phone oh, clip yes he did <laughs> and i was he's like oh here can you read this and I, i'm like sure i'll read that there there was only like six people there was like a one-armed man oh, yeah, yeah. it was very much like twin like i felt like it's i was like in movie. an episode of twin peaks or something <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? I was in a base. It was a basement. Yeah. But I like, um, I like picturing the chairperson being like, so anyway, and then I'm smoking crack with Mike Tyson in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then um, at the end, he's like, new girl or whatever. Can you like lead us in tonight? I was two days. I had two days. Oh it was my, my day two. Mm-hmm. He's like, can you lead us in like, I don't remember the pa- the prayer, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know it. And thank God. Some guy was like, don't make her know it. She's only two days. I'm like, thank God. Thank you so, thank you so much, sir. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny. My friend lived around the corner from that like church or whatever. And I texted him like, I need to go to the bar right fucking now. Yeah. And I didn't drink. Like I just wanted to like be in like, yeah. my comfort zone, which yeah. is a bar. Yeah. Um, and then we just like laughed about how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't go for a minute. And then my friend Lena, mm-hmm. she like told me about like some meetings and I went to like one with her. And then my uh, coworker of mine, Sophie, she she has a couple that she loves in Brooklyn, um, not too far from here, like kind of at Pratt and stuff. So I've gone to oh, a couple. Gone to one, yeah. yeah um, it's just, I mean, it's fine. I go once in a while, but yeah. it's definitely not a priority for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just really like the podcast like I miss that, you know, it used to be home podcasts. I listened to Holly uh-huh. Whitaker and Laura McCallan and I think they had a falling out. I think that's why I did oh. it. Yeah. So I would like listen to that and that was like my little, like my meeting of the yeah. day or yeah. whatever. So now, you know, I've actually delved into so much like sober shit. Like yeah. I never cared before about it being like a lifestyle or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But now I feel like kind of, I have like a duty to, you know, like I watch like sober documentaries yeah. and, you know, or, you know, docs about like drinking and alcoholism yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just trying to educate myself a little bit more on it now because it's, I'm definitely trying to do this for real. So yeah. I'm like, all right, like maybe now that I'm like not pussyfooting around it, yeah. um, my relapse really helped because it made me realize like, oh, I am drinking again. 
because I was like fear of missing like FOMO oh, yeah, and yeah. I had so much FOMO mm-hmm. and I was like I'm like I'm not having more fun mm-hmm. like this yeah. isn't enjoyable I don't like being hungover I spend so much fucking money on cocktails because yep. of yeah. course I can't drink like a beer like a normal person I have to go like for like a $16 cocktail mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. oh girl <laughs> and then when I'm drunk I'm like I could buy everyone drinks like I, mm. I'm just turned into like that person yeah. I was that girl too yeah because I, you want, cause I want around. people to like me yep um, so now, yeah. You're like, sorry, I'm late. Everybody gets around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, it just uh, sounds like you've found like so many sources to, to stay sober and yeah. do it, find a thing that works for you. And that's, that's amazing. Cause there's a thousand ways to get sober. There's a thousand ways to stay sober. Uh, the program isn't for everybody. Uh, and you know, it's welcome to everyone, but it doesn't yeah. mean that it, works for everyone yeah. and, I don't, and I don't think that if it's like isn't t- calling to you that that means that you're like doing sobriety wrong yeah. you know and I, I think that everyone should always like I shouldn't say should but you know check one out anyway like see yeah. for sure. yourself yeah, if yeah, you yeah. like it or not because yeah. you might of course um, a lot of people were like you have to just keep going till you find a meeting that you like and it's like well I don't really agree like I've, I will keep checking some out just because why not sure but I don't think you have to if you can stay sober great if I don't know yeah. I, again I don't know on what I'm talking about I just know from I just know what works for me yeah, yeah. well and that's what we're all doing you know yeah. it's like the people in meetings the people out of the meetings you know and I think that that's like because for me I I just um, got certified as a yoga teacher in June. And so yoga classes have kind of been like my mm. thing, which mm. yeah. is a kind of like a stigma in the program too, because it's like a lot of people like tried to, yo- like this is like a phrase that people use. Like I tried to yoga my way out mm. of like being an alcoholic or whatever, you know? And I think that, that serves a purpose too. Like people are just trying to kind of find but even if something. it does, who cares? It's not like you're using crack to come out of being an alcoholic. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's way worse things you could be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Mutilating like small animal. Like who cares? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just not. Yes. There's a spectrum of yeah. things you could be doing. The thing that I do love about AA though is just like the fellowship. Like people yeah. are just yes. so nice. I've met so many, so many people through yeah. Like, even if it's not meetings I've gone to, but like Lena by me, um, introduced me to her friend Scotty and Scotty introduced me to this person. And then just like, yeah. everyone's just so welcoming and Scotty kind. Scotty and- is actually good friends with my best friend, I think. Oh. Yeah, I've met her a couple times. Okay. I don't even know if she would like remember me. And it was like, we've met once. Yeah, you know, she does. She hosts meetings at the wing. Yeah, I heard you say that yeah. also. That's so great. But she's like very pregnant right now. So I, I don't, don't know. trust the wing. Yeah. I don't trust it. I think they're they're gonna take over. That's another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, we have to we it have is to call like no man's land is like their motto, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, I do think that there are like, you know, my three closest female friends I met all in like my early sobriety in AA and like mm none of us really go to meetings anymore, uh, yeah. you know, but like my life would be unbearable without was, them. You I know? was describing your situation to somebody. I was like, yeah, she like, like does a lot of yoga now. That's really working for her. And then I was saying like, you're on a constant group text with like five other women who know your sobriety. They're all sober. Yeah. You all met in the program. Yeah, nobody's like drinking or doing drugs or anything. Yeah. We're all just like fucking busy. Like yeah. bridge back to life, motherfucker. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you have close intimate friendships with them. Whereas I'm somebody, I have like thousands of acquaintanceships mm-hmm. and I struggle <laughs> with like staying in close touch with like other men that really know me. And I, there are those people in my life, but I have a hard time like 
I'm not on the daily like texting those guys. Yeah. So meetings kind of force that intimacy into my yeah. life. And I, I kind of need that. Uh, no, I totally so. get that. That's why I wanted to like force myself in the beginning um, this time yeah. after my relapse to go because I'm like, I need sober friends. All my friends are just lushes. They, you know, like the first time I went, so, well, not the first time, I should say the last time I went sober, I was still going to the bars all the time because that's where yeah. all my friends were. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, and I'm like, now in hindsight, it's like, well, my real friends will hang out to me, hang out with me outside of the bars. Completely. Yeah. You know? But um, I was using a lot of cocaine, mm. even though I was quote unquote you sober. You two would have gotten along. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I the, two, shit out. the two of you would have burned the city down and then, then done yeah. fucking yoga all over the remnants. I am not bendy. I don't know if I could do it. But yeah, so this time, you know, when I decided to get sober again after my relapse, I'm like, fuck that. I threw away the cocaine that mm. I had in the house. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this I'm is impressed it. that you were doing cocaine without drinking. I like, all my friends were saying, they're like, how are you doing that right I now? Really and I'm like, <laughs> it just, we figure out ways to make it work. Right? Exactly. I'm like, well, I'm still like just doing something. I'm like, oh, well, you know, and then it ended towards the end of my relapse. It ended with me like coming down by snorting Xanax to come down. Mm, so sure. that's when I was like, I know that move. This is like not the best, you know, <laughs> like way to be. So I quit everything. And, but now I forced myself to like just start actually meeting sober people. Yeah, like I, yeah. I really had to force myself. Yeah. Because I just, like I have social anxiety. I don't like humans really that much anyway. Yeah. So I'm so, thankful actually like Lena has like introduced me to so many people oh good yeah oh, good. so because she knows everyone yeah so I've like just you know I'm just stealing her like friends along the, ra- the way that's um, good um but yeah and I just I like went to uh there's a an event in the city called Sobriety Party. Have you oh heard yeah, of that? I read about that. Yeah, yeah, Tawny does that, and I met her, and she's fucking awesome. I'm having lunch with her tomorrow. Yeah. Oh cool. Um yeah, they her and her friend Lisa Smith who wrote. Girl Walks Out of a Bar, which mm-hmm. is a really good memoir. Um, I suggest it. Uh, she's, uh, they have a podcast together also called like Recovery Rocks. And oh, cool. cool. Yeah, so I'm just like little steps that I never would have done. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that I'm doing them sober kind of is mind boggling because yeah. I'm just forcing myself into these social situations. But I'm like, I need to surround myself with some people that just aren't drinking. Yeah. Um, that's not to say I won't hang out with my friends that drink. Obviously no, that's course. not the case. Yeah. But, you know, day to day, I can't do it every day because yeah. I don't want it to like entice me but also having the sober podcast really really fucking keeps me accountable yeah totally. it really does yeah. so totally no i, I mean that's so important i have this fear because i i in my comedy i talk a lot about substance abuse problems and tell jo- all these jokes about it, about my active use and then also like difficult things that come up in sobriety just last night at and a I, winery yeah yeah in the last month i've done two breweries a distillery and a winery and doing jokes about recovery but th- it all works but uh you're like enjoy yourselves i cannot yeah i just have this fear that i'm setting myself up for some kind of devastating failure if like i were if i build my whole act around this because i also right. do a show for colleges about this stuff so I do have this, I think it's just a healthy fear for now yeah. that I just think I need to start checking in with other sober artists about. Because I would feel mm. weird going to a meeting being like, I tell jokes about alcoholism yeah. and I'm worried that I'm going to relapse one day. But I knew, do need to acknowledge Especially that that's a real world, thing. Especially in stand-up world, I feel like that and coke are like hand in hand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, a, either everybody's like a drunk drug addict yeah, or depressed. Sober. And yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, or um, they got sober. Well, there's that meeting in Brooklyn. It's called Bear. It's yeah. like Brooklyn Artists in Recovery. I love that meeting. Yeah. yeah. I was telling her, that's like the queerest meeting I've ever yeah. been to. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be around men anymore in the meeting. I went to a gay one too that yeah. was yeah. at um, in Williamsburg called... I don't fucking know. I think oh, it's called uh, like ABC. ABC. I was going to yeah. say Alphabet Soup. I don't yeah, know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is Alphabet Soup. Yeah, yeah. It's not ABC. Yeah, I went to that yeah. one and that was like a mixed bag. There's also yeah. like what, the women's meetings. Yeah. I haven't yeah. gone to any of those because like it's when I work. But yeah. yeah, yeah and by yeah. the way, if we got any fucking nerds listening right now, <laughs> sure, we're probably breaking lots of traditions, but I think it's Too for bad the greater I don't good. Care. <laughs> I think it's for the greater good. They say press radio and film are podcast radio. No. But guess what? No. <laughs> but guess what? They created that in the 1930s. Yeah. This is one of my hangups about AA, that it needs to evolve Modernize. with the time. That's yeah. my fucking number. Sorry, I'm just getting really <laughs> yeah. passionate. 1939 is when Bill W. wrote that shit. There, yes. God or like what the higher powers mentioned, something like 624 times yeah. in the first 164 pages mm-hmm. has not been updated since then. Yep. Since then. Um, There's still a chapter called To the Wives. I know. <laughs> and even like the one that's like um, to the agnostics and at the end it's basically like, well, you better fucking find God or yeah, exactly. it's so you're yeah. not going to be sober. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yes, and it's all like, and I, it's very, it's sexist, which I get. It's like the nine, the thirties, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. That's fine, but <laughs> like, can we fucking just yeah. update the language just a yeah. little bit? Totally. I feel like that would, like, more people would be open to yeah. it because I that's agree. my number one fucking thing with it is yeah. how old do you know how much shit has happened since 1939 yeah. a lot we've gone to the moon there was a second like, world war credit cards now i mean it's who crazy knew? <laughs> yeah. who fucking knew yeah i think maybe as a stopgap measure maybe meetings could literally like read an announcement at the beginning like if it's your first time here bear in mind this was all written 80 <laughs> yes. years ago yeah uh, seriously and we're still figuring it out as we go yeah uh because I, I i do believe in my heart that positives outweigh all of those negatives but yeah. you're right there are people like thank god you you somebody said just go to another one after your first meeting experience but how many hundreds of times does it happen that somebody goes to their first meeting and then some Jesus freak or whatever yeah. like yep. sh- tries to force feed something and you're like, I'm not fucking going yeah. back there. That's what happened because the first, that meeting that I'd gone to with like the the one arm guy and stuff, that was like the the first time I kind of got sober. So it was after yeah. the relapse that I was like forcing myself. I'm like, yeah. no, well that this one wasn't right for you. So try this one. So yeah, yeah I totally agree with you yeah. there. Well, and I, I do think that like as, as a whole, the company, I, you know, <laughs> that company, <laughs> the program as a whole, like the cult, yeah, yeah. the cult as a whole has, they have the right idea. Yeah. You know, they're trying, it's not malicious. They're no, trying no, to, no, no. Yeah. and I have a whole episode, you know, that's going to come out about my feelings on that. There's one thing I don't like. And, um, it's that court orders mm. um, people yes. to AA when they don't necessarily have a drinking problem. I think it should be a volunteering thing. I don't think that courts should be ordering people as part of their plea bargains to be join AA because they just don't know where to put them. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's something I never really thought about. And yeah. then I watched this one documentary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's doing her research. Yeah. Which one? It, was, it was called The 13th Step. Oh, it was cool. very biased. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. very biased. But I was like, fuck, you know, I never really thought about that. Because you do hear them in the beginning, like, if anyone needs any court papers to sign, like, yeah. put them in the fucking thing. I mean, we'll hear that in meetings yeah. sometimes, yeah. too. And yeah. it's just like, you're it's, you're putting these, like, potentially violent offenders in with all these fucking um, very, like, vulnerable people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, ugh, I have some feelings on it. But yeah. it's not, I don't blame AA for that. I, ugh. 
Well, yeah, I think it's another thing that's just entrenched over the years because, like, it's just like this free thing that exists everywhere. And, and I guess, yeah, man, especially with how bad drugs are now, like yeah. and how addictive they are and how, you know, the, the, the crime rate related to opioids and then the relapse rate related to yeah. it and the death rate related to it uh, are just so bad that they must like the hospitals and law enforcement must be so backlogged which I think that they're going to this 80 year old thing (laughs) that's weird yeah like I don't know where to put them like put them here it's like ugh which is kind of offensive I mean on it is it is offensive it's like oh okay I mean it's like a testament to how fucked up all of these systems are (laughs) basically that like which is which I think is another reason why AA with its anonymity and like not wanting, not really looking to update things is problematic, you yeah. know, because it's like the more these things are kind of out in the open and we, I, I, at least for me, like identifying as an addict is like not a problem for me. I'm like, that's what I am. Like yeah. I'm addicted to shit, you yeah, know, for sure. And I find that like when I embrace that and I talk to people about it and not overkill, but just like, oh yeah, I'm an addict, like whatever. It's like, it's empowering to be like, yes, I'm not like an old homeless person in the exactly. street. Like yeah. I'm a young person in New York City who had a problem and yep. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, people definitely have like their um, pictures in their head of what like an yeah. alcoholic or addict look like. And that's another reason why that's why I'm like, we need like a podcast that like not yeah. just for that, like yeah. geared to young people because we all have fucking issues. Yeah. Yes. Um, one thing I really like about AA, especially in the city, is you can at any time like oh fuck like you're freaking out there's always a meeting going on in the city which is so reliable I really like that they're like super reliable like that and you can you can always just pop into just like a bar you know yeah I mean it's really that was what was truly amazing to me in the beginning was like that it was I often say to people that if you really want to get sober like it can be just as easy to get sober as it is to get drunk based on Mm. like how many opportunities there are to like go sit in meetings all fucking day long if you need to um which is amazing because most I mean most places don't have that option I know yeah we're very lucky and that it's like there's queer spaces there's all women's spaces like yeah you know we've gone to some meetings in like other small towns or our hometowns or like on vacation and stuff and we're like oh my god we're so fucking lucky we live in New York City I kind of feel like I should check one out on Long Island when I go for Christmas if I go for Christmas that's a whole other don't be scared (laughs) I probably know some people out there that could show you an actual good one. I uh, just, oh, fuck it. I want a bad one. Yeah. I want to like, <laughs> I want to like, you know, it's fun. Like, I, I went to one in my hometown and my high school typing teacher was in there. Ah, and I remember thinking crazy. like, thank God he yeah. found a meeting because he was an angry fucking dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for him. Uh, do you talk about this stuff with your therapist? Oh yeah. That's cool. Oh yeah. She's going to come on. She wants to come oh, on. Awesome. Good. Yeah. I didn't realize that she apparently like worked at a treatment center for a long time. Awesome. Cause Oh, so, so before we started the podcast, Kate was my friend uh-huh. and she needed a new therapist. I'm like, you should go to mine. Oh yeah. So Nance. You mentioned Nance. <laughs> yeah. On your so her name is really Jody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we like, we were like, fuck, do we like give her her real name? I'm like, yeah. let's just call her Nance. Oh my but God. Now I love Nance. We kind of got stuck. Like, cause we're yeah. like, fuck, we keep calling her Nance. And yeah. I told her, I'm like, Jody, you're Nance. And she's like, I'll be Nance. I don't care. (laughs) But yeah, so um, she's the fucking best. And I think she comes from a family of like uh, alcoholics and stuff too. So um, not cool for that, but I mean, (laughs) it's cool for me to get her on my podcast. Totally. But yeah, I want to start to have some guests too, because we don't have any, like Lena Dunham just came out. 
I knew that she was sober, but she didn't tell like the world mm-hmm. until yeah. she was on the Dak Shepard uh, podcast. Oh, okay. cool. Oh, it's such a funny episode. You should listen yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. so she's does, out about it now. I gotta awesome. say like, yeah, like that's a good point bringing up his podcast because he, um, my brother doesn't drink either and uh, he he emailed me one of those episodes with David Harbour and it was like, listening to it was like being at a meeting. It was yeah. cool listening to them talk about it. And uh, yeah, my brother doesn't go to meetings and it was a cool way for us to connect about sobriety. Yeah. It kind um, of like opens up the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so. like it's been such a shameful thing. And then it's like, I'm not ashamed of the shit that I did. Well, Am I happy connect- that I did coke off someone's dick? No. <laughs> but I'm actually amazing. depressed that I didn't do that oh. before I stopped. We can recreate it in some way that's sober. <laughs> <laughs> like if you just want to hit your reset, your app bag reset it to zero days, we can make that happen. No, Put we like can- CBD oil on <laughs> yeah. your dick or something. Yeah. I think that what they use in the movie, the movies is B12 powder. So yes. just get that. Yeah. I could use that too. Have a little Mia Wallace like fucking like episode yeah. on Patrick Sick. We can yes. we can get a disco ball going in the living oh my room. God. Some lighting. I'm obsessed with disco. I often say that I think that I actually died of a drug overdose in the 70s. At like Studio I was 54? Like, yeah. And then I like came back in 1982 as I a woman. This. Okay. <laughs> but that like, I was a big, just like druggy, maybe a gay guy. And it's that, like so glamorous. so glamorous, so glamorous. I don't know. Do you remember the um, VH1 behind the music about Studio I'm 54? Definitely older than you. <laughs> I think I yes, I remember it very well. Did you watch it often? Yeah, I think I like taped. I would record yes. the ones I like, yeah, like yeah. Stevie like- Nicks. Yes, I want to hear how she would have guys blow coke up her ass. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm 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 bummed I never did. <laughs> No, someone's asshole. Right? No, boofing. That you, yeah, you absorb it. You yeah. absorb it. Yeah. We really missed out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to like <laughs> cancel this? Nice yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, any- I got a straw. Well, I actually, mean, I don't. I'm, but I'm a sick fuck though because I, I don't know if you've ever seen the show The Nick, which is like about the, like the old no, hospital. I've heard of it. It might be too triggering still, but hold on. <laughs> I don't get triggered. Okay, good. yeah, yeah. But it's about like old timey hospital, like turn of the century in like downtown New York. And it's like when they were using cocaine as a way to anesthetize people and the (laughs) surgeon, spoiler alert, the show's been out for years. Uh, but they, uh, he's, Becomes addicted to it and he starts injecting it and Clive everything. Owen. Clive Owen. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I love him. And he so starts hot. fucking. Wait, he Nick. starts fucking with this girl. Like her and him start fucking, and they're like pouring the liquid cocaine on his dick and pouring it in her vagina. And I was like, Holy fuck! Wait, have I seen that? Is this old? It's, like it's three a few years, years old. old. Oh, and I there's only two it. seasons. Okay, I'll but have it's to like check it super out. moody. The music. I mean, it's, I'm gonna watch it tonight. It's really good. <laughs> I hate. Like, How many times have you re- rewound that to watch that scene? <laughs> Like, she's like, pour it on mine. I'm like, holy shit, that is hot. <laughs> yeah. It's You're like, let me turn the lights down. Like, I feel like uh, Lana Del Rey is sober, but like, I feel like when she talks, I'm like, oh, it would be so glamorous to do like mm. Coke with Lana or whoever at like the Chateau Marmont. Like, yeah. how fucking like in All a right, Gucci dress. I'm going to chime in here. Okay. I'm going to chime in here as a sober, I'm going to bring my sober coaching job here for a second. My point is that even 10 years later, I still yeah. have yes. these like romantic yes. ideas yeah. of like, what it was like and I have enough of a distance from it obviously yeah. that I'm like well it won't it won't look like well, that well yeah. here's, here's what I just want to chime in yes, with though please. is that in sobriety you can have the hottest sex ever oh. it can't it can't involve pouring cocaine on each other's dicks <laughs> or whatever true. but you can have some 
pretty hot sex. It's true. I've heard. Are you uh, are you about to out us? No, I'm just saying. Like we've had we've had I, we've had experiences that I never thought I would have. At, we had a threesome sober. Okay, wow, I'm putting it out wow. there. I'm doing it. I'm doing uh, it. There's that. Yeah. There's things that <laughs> were they drunk or I sober? No, they were sober. Actually, she had like a drink. I think she okay. was like a normal person. I wasn't actually thinking about that specific thing, but I just want to make the general <laughs> point that uh, amazing sex can be had sober and it can feel like all the things we want the cocaine sex to feel like. It's true. And it's, then also, you probably remember it and enjoy it more to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, yeah. You don't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also like glamorous nights with glamorous people like a night with Lana Del Rey at the Chateau Marmont like that that will happen for you like in, in other <laughs> it's gonna happen. in other ways like tattoo artists to the stars like self-made woman like driving a Harley Davidson outside like <laughs> you you're gonna have these amazing experiences in your life and you'll be sober for it and like the the social anxiety stuff all goes away eventually and you yeah. well. you just like you know, <laughs> I always tell people like this it's like dancing at a wedding you know you don't like, have mm. social anxiety as bad as some of us though how in in my head was I this weekend with like little shit like do we go say hi now do we do we leave do we yes, whatever I, yes, like, I, I have guess it, I have my version you of have it. your version yes my point is that like you warm up into situations it's true. like yeah. like when the DJ starts playing music at the wedding and nobody's on the dance floor and then you go out and you haven't drank at all like you feel so stiff and awkward but then like when the music's loud enough and you're warmed up a little bit you just cut loose you know it's funny I just went to my first sober wedding a couple like weeks ago and same thing we were like the only people dancing for some reason people just weren't dancing and I was I danced so fucking much and I never really got like danced sober I always need a drink and everyone thought I was on coke <laughs> I, I wasn't but I was like they're like oh yeah you were on coke right? I'm like what that's and they're amazing. like oh that's what everyone thought I'm like no I'm like I just like really liked the songs he was playing yeah that's so great yeah, I was literally just enjoying the music and moving my body yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I was dancing stupid like on purpose sure but yeah. like I was like oh, okay Jody <laughs> dance will be yeah. really proud of me yeah and and then like last night I went out to a bar, which I haven't gone to a bar. I'm trying just, not because they're triggering, just because I'm like, fuck it, I don't need to be there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like a goth like, new wave night last night. Ooh. Yeah, and so like we, me and my friend, we tried to dance. I'm like, I don't know, I'm not like, I still like don't feel like I yeah. can dance. There's not yeah. like people like, covering me and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then like 20 minutes later, they played some good music. I'm like, fuck yeah, like let's yeah. go. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree with you. The only thing that, petrifies me being sober is dating and or starting relationships because I've never done it sober and any time that I've ended up with somebody it like I was wasted when like the first move was made so that's I don't know how you guys did that (laughs) I listened to like one of your episodes where you guys were talking about that like how you guys met in AA I'm like how did they fucking do that like, oh god it was <laughs> very awkwardly yeah, in yeah fact. Like we how? were just reminiscing oh. about it this morning how like it took me so long to make a move because we went on several dates where it was like we were obviously into each other but i was like yeah i couldn't figure out yeah. how do you just like have sex sober but we also were both sleeping with people like yeah. on the side that okay. weren't sober while we were like slowly courting. I feel yeah. like that would be easier too even if just the other person will like yeah. drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. then like they'll like be more enticed to make the move cause yeah. I'm just, I don't want to make the move. Well, I, know. What I, I also think it's cool that people are now communicating about this stuff on the apps. I think apps are actually a good thing because you can you could just you be, be like, yep, I don't drink. Yeah, you yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight you can up. be upfront about that and also like if you're just looking for a hookup, you can find that easy enough. So I don't know. It just seems like it seems like it's all about being 
honest about where you're at. And if the person you're talking to is like smart, they'll know how to like be a kind, yeah. caring person and nav- help you navigate it. It does weed <laughs> out a lot me. of the bullshit though. I'm sure it does. You know? yeah. I've and never dated. I've always been in like these long-term relationships. So I've never, mm-hmm. I'm 34 and I've never dated. I'm older the, than you. Okay. Oh my God. I thought I was older than you. That's very sweet. I'm I'm the almost 40 guy I was asking about earlier. I just assume everyone's always younger than me. Like, I feel like I'm always like around people that are like in their late 20s, early 30s. Well, you're always around uh, those old bags that want Tiggers uh, tattooed on their ass. I know, it's true. (laughs) Nice callback joke. Tiggers on their ass. I can't. Oh my God, that lady. Where is she now? I would love to know. <laughs> she was on vacation, so. Oh, mm-hmm. God bless. Well, let's get my to friend, the bottom of your love life. Let's well, not avoid Kate these topics. Well, my friend last night just made me um, make a Tinder and OK Cupid. Okay. So she's like, and then send it to me and I'll like, I'll help you. She's great, by the way. Shout out to Kate. Oh, different Kate. Oh, different Kate. Different Kate. This is my uh, psychic friend, Kate. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Wow, what a network. <laughs> I know. But the other Kate, yeah, Kate's married and she's so lucky that she went sober after her and TJ were already married uh-huh. oh, or together. So I'm like, you fucking bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jealous. I'm like, yeah. But yeah, my, my, my new friend, she's a new, new friend. Um, since I've been branching out, meaning I stole her from Lena. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, I'll I'll help you with your profile since you clearly don't know what you're doing. And <laughs> so I sent her this morning. I'm like, here's the tender. I didn't fill out the bio. The bio just says I'm always cold. And like, <laughs> she's like, all right, I'll help you out with it. And like the OK Cupid, which would probably be the more like serious one. I'm like, I have to like sit there and actually think about answers. Yeah. Which, so I'll do that like tonight or something when I'm watching the Nick. Perfect. Well, right? Yes. <laughs> I just want to say like you're you're at like a really cool part of your life because like I know what you're saying about like every other relationship almost starts on accident. It's like, well, we're, we were drunk and we fucked. I guess we're together now. And then we're like, oh, I tolerate you. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, yeah. I mean, both of us had those experiences. And when, now that you're sober, you can like really approach any new relationship with so much intention and with so much clarity about what you're looking for. And even, you know, sometimes it's hard to be clear about what you want or whatever, but you can go on so many dates, like and like, like. <laughs> does get, that give you anxiety? Like, like gather, yes, it does. You and can just like, like gather data, gather data about what you like and you true, don't it's like. Because yeah. like, because like when you when you do go on some random date and you none of this shit is coming up and you're like, oh my god, this person makes me feel so comfortable and they don't give a fuck that I don't drink. First of all, you're gonna find nobody gives a shit that you don't drink. Yeah, like, except for the ones date. that do, except and the ones, ones that do, and you're like, they why probably do you probably have a problem? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like, why do you care so much? Yeah. Relax. So anyway, I don't know. I just, I guess in a nutshell, what I'm saying is it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's like the whole thing where like, cause I don't care. I'll date guys. I'll date girls. I'm like, what well, if I go with a girl? Who pays? How do mm. I know? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just like. Yeah. You should definitely worry about that before it's even happening. <laughs> I should, right? Before I even put myself out there. Yeah. All right. Make Actually, a list inter- like, about yeah. the things you need to worry about. And then post that in your Tinder profile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like also, can you just let me know who's going to pay? Yeah. Like just so I'm prepared. I don't drink. I need to know which yeah. one of us is going to bring pay. my Venmo card. Like, and lastly, <laughs> I'm always cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm always freezing. cold. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for you. A hundred days. Thanks, well, and I think it's really cool that you, it sounds like you know what you need right now. And that's like reaching out to other people that yeah. have some similar experience or, you know, have some experience to offer you. And that's, I mean, for me, that's like really what kept me from not drinking and doing drugs was yeah. like finding the kindred yeah. spirits that That's I was what I think like, is going to do it for me too. Yeah. Truly. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's like my, 
I really feel like I have like chosen family that like I can just fucking be my raw, oh, yeah. like insane self with that. I, I Those can't, are the best. Yeah. And I can't really do that with every person. Obviously oh, I try. I I'm that type of person. I'm just like, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> my like, my no. friend Sophie, she's um, the one who goes to the bear. She was like, you know, you change when you're around different people. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed <laughs> to mean? But then it's just stuff like that. She's like, like you don't curse in front of something. Like you try to be like classy. I'm like, oh, well like, like everyone fucking does that. Like yeah. I feel like I'm pretty much me. Yeah. But yeah, so I get what you're saying, whether there's certain people you can just be yourself and like yeah. they're like your family. I mean, um, we all have to be like, you know, some fucking charade at certain points yeah. during our day. Of I course. have to be really nice at work because sure. it's, you know, unfortunately, yeah, which is, <laughs> I really, just, it's not like I want to punch people. I'm just no. saying like, yeah, customer service is important. Yeah. People don't realize that about tattoos. It's like, it's still like you're providing a service. Yeah. You yeah. don't have yes. to be fucking nice to people. It's yeah. not yeah. that hard. I mean, it, it can be hard, but it's, I don't know. That's another thing. Uh, holding yourself accountable. You've named your tattoo parlor nice. So you have I to be nice. name it. I know. You're like, I would have never named it. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, he knows that. My, my partner knows that. Um, and that's not Hambone. That's a different person. That's not Hambone. Okay. No, Hambone just my, my podcast bud. Hambone. I, I love him. He's love the nicest shit. guy you'll ever meet. It's funny because he's got, you know, the Seltzer Squad. And then he also co-hosts one called like My Thai Happy Hour. Oh, cute. So I'm like, I love that you've got like this sober one. Yeah. And then, you know, one that's not so sober. And it it's takes all about all cocktails. Kinds. Yeah, I think that they, well, they talk about like lots of different shit. But on every episode, they do make like one tiki cocktail cocktail or something like that. Yeah, so. fun. Love it. Yeah. I, bet and, um, have, I bet he could have a mocktail episode and it could be like could, a cross I'm reference. About it. Actually, yeah. if you guys haven't, I would urge you to do an episode about uh, like what people should drink when they go out. Cause yeah. That's, that's, yeah. We have um, one that I don't know if it aired or not, but we just talk about, you know, bring yourself drinks sometimes. Oh yes, we did hear that today. But yeah. Yeah. we do want to have one that's like different mocktails and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I love a spicy ginger mocktail. Every bar has Ooh, ginger yeah. and lime like, available. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I, sometimes talking. bartenders don't. It depends on what bar you're at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I a dive to, bar is not gonna make you. Yeah, I used to work at Barcade, <laughs> and it was like a oh, very yeah. craft beer bar. And they're yeah. like, um, "What do you have that's not alcoholic?" I'm like, "Girl, yeah, yeah, mixers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can make you like a fruity. Like, it's just gonna be OJ yeah, with some fucking. Is not gonna yeah, do that for you. you know. But like, if you go to these cocktail bars or you know fancy restaurants, they always have something, and yeah. they charge you the same amount too, so they don't like, give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, so they're happy. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of fucked up but <laughs> yeah. I just was at Beauty in Essex a couple days ago and I, before I even look at the menu I'm just like can you just make the bartender make me a mocktail because I don't mm -hmm. care what it is and then she's like oh we actually have a whole virgin cocktail list and I'm like oh, look at you guys we don't progressive and shit I yeah. loved it and they have like six different like virgin that's awesome shits on it that's a great place there. I was gonna say that's a great place for you to go on a date with somebody oh Jesus <laughs> Christ oh, stop <laughs> <laughs> if you're not yeah. ready you're not ready you're just filling I, out yeah. the forms yeah. <laughs> filling out the forms it's fine um, yeah, <laughs> I'm still. It's fine. We're halfway. There. I put some pictures up. We're good. Just, just lean on Nance through this process. Yeah, she's gonna, she's, she's gonna coach you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have such a great therapist. I mean, yeah, we actually broke up for a period of time, and Virginia was my lady at the time, Virginia. and whew, Virginia was getting. A lot of phone calls and texts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing. He's like, yeah, she's like, you can text me whenever. I'm like, I don't want to bother you when you're like at home with your oh baby. Oh my God. Mm. Well, but she, but this is the thing. She probably has professional boundaries. And if she can't yeah. text you, she won't fucking text yeah. you. 
You know, she, she so. does say I'm her favorite. So, <gasps> man, <laughs> I kind of wish her name. Was really I mean, yeah. right? It's such a good Jody's name. Jody's kind of Nancy anyway. It's good right? casting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we should wrap up here, but Let's real quick, uh, the tattoo parlors on Court Street in Brooklyn. Yeah, we're in like Carroll Gardens area. It's cool. like right off the F and G, like the uh, Smith Street. What court? What, what? Um, we're on Court Street between uh, what is it, Huntington and Nelson. I lived on Huntington on that block. That's where I bo- started oh bottoming my out. God. No, way. We're like, uh, oh, that's so funny. We're right across from Buttermilk Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we love that place. We do. Uh, oh, it's love that so place. good. He likes to take me on a walking tour of like his haunts. <laughs> yeah, my, and that has been one of them. Other yeah. half bre- breweries right over there, right? It, it was. This was ten years ago, so oh, okay. everything was different back then. Yeah, I used to uh, live in Williamsburg ten years ago. So yeah. oh, okay, so you yeah. know the old haunts. Mm-hmm. That's where I was getting bombed. We probably same. were at the same time. <laughs> diner, because I was before I was sure. 21, oh, Diner. Yeah. Yep. Um, Spike Hill. I used to work at Spike Hill, sure. which doesn't I was exist. sad when that closed. I know. <laughs> that was one of my first oh, shows. I worked at the Levy. Of course. Uh-huh. Oh, you were doing like the whole trash tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that explains I the cocaine. Ex- yeah. Mm. I actually, Spike Hill, one of my like saddest, like I'm an old drunk man days, because <laughs> I bottomed out while I was in social work school and I was like, like trying um, to like be a grad student while being a yeah. raging alcoholic cocaine okay. addict. It worked out right. And perfectly. <laughs> well, I got sober. That was the one thing that got out, came out of it. <laughs> but That's good. I would like went to Spike Hill by myself and convinced myself that I would be able to like do homework and read mm. while drinking. And I was drinking Maker's Meat <laughs> by myself in the middle of the day trying to read like social work school yeah. stuff. It was... No. I, let's say I didn't accomplish you, much. You were that trying day. to drink like a gentleman. Can you like, believe that? Like, right? Like, what would a dad drink like right <laughs> yeah, now? Just like fucking twenty-five-year-old Ross, just like sitting at Spike Hill having a maker's neat reading about social work. Can somebody bring me a cigar? What an identity <laughs> crisis! My God, uh, <laughs> old Williamsburg. All right, so that's that's where the it. nice tattoo parlor is, and then Seltzer Squad is on iTunes and all the all your uh, yeah, all the those podcast, podcast things. Yes, you know. Um, Are you guys wh- on Spotify? Yeah. And what, what we days do you? Okay, it comes out every Friday. Every Friday, it's like midnight, so Thursday okay. night, if you will. Okay. I mean, cool. I know that at twelve, like at Thursday night, like, oh, it's gonna come out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's like Fridays. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Every Friday, Seltzer Squad. Shout out to Hambone and Kate and the other Kate <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Old Lady Tiggerbutt. Oh, Tiggerbutt. <laughs> old Lady Tiggerbutt. <laughs> That's what my tattoo's gonna say. Tiggerbutt. Old lady tiggerbutt. It just says it on your butt. Yeah. Perfect. I think you should do that. Uh, anything <laughs> well, else you want to add? No. Thank you guys so much for having thank me. I'm so, so sorry I was late. Oh, <laughs> you better fucking drop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next thing I want you apologizing for is people pleasing us. All right. Because we don't give a shit. Yes, no. we definitely no. don't give a shit. No, We're just so f- glad that you came all the thank way out you here. Thank so Yeah, thanks for your time. Awesome. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang. Bing, <laughs>